trying to go live here. This is the pilot of our That AI show. So I wanted to start with some news. There is a National AI Advisory Committee that's establishing five working groups. I'm just going to read this story to you. Okay, came out a couple days ago. The National Artificial Intelligence Advisory Committee established five working groups to focus its efforts during its inaugural meeting Wednesday. Leadership and trustworthy AI, leadership and research and development, supporting the U.S. workforce and providing opportunity, U.S. leadership and competitiveness, and international cooperation are the initial groups. So, <clears throat> trustworthy AI, leadership and research and development, R&D, supporting U.S. workforce and providing opportunity, leadership and competitiveness, and international cooperation. So those are five groups that they are developing at this moment. So the Department of Commerce set up the NAIAC in September of last year to advise the president and federal agencies in accordance with the National AI Initiative Act of 2020, and 27 members were appointed in April. So leadership at Commerce was very thoughtful to ensure that we have a broad cross-section of geography, perspectives, backgrounds, experience, so that we can model what we're intending to do and show that multi-stakeholder approach to the development and deployment of AI, said the NAIAC chair, Miriam Vogel, who is also CEO of Equal AI, during the meeting. To make sure that we are able to do our work as effectively as possible, we are going to focus our efforts into initially these five different working groups. Members were assigned to two, each based on their stated interest and expertises. Victoria Espinel, CEO of BSA, will lead the, e the Leadership and Trustworthy AI Working Group. Ayana Howard, Dean of the Ohio State University College of Engineering, and Ashley Lorenz, Vice President of Microsoft Research, will co-lead the Leadership and Research and Development Working Group. Trooper Sanders, CEO of Benefits Data Trust, will lead the Supporting U.S. Workforce and Providing Opportunity Working Group. Yil Badrick, you're going to have to, <laughs> you're going to have to forgive me for this one. Yil Badrickarty, okay, CEO of Special Competitive Studies Project, will lead the U.S. Leadership and Competitiveness Working Group to create uh, China's counter strategy to become the global leader in AI by 2030. The working group will examine how federal agencies are organized for the competition and ensure the National AI Initiative Office has the personnel and other resources it needs to coordinate them. That's going to be interesting. We will look at how we can ensure better coordination among federal agencies so that we can stay ahead in all the elements of the AI competition. Bajraktari. I think that's how you say it, yeah. Badra Katari. Do my best. Zoe Baird, CEO of the Markle Foundation, will lead the International Cooperation Working Group that will help shape the commercialization environment for AI technologies with an emphasis on standards, citizen protections, and economic inclusion. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimundo, who spoke at the first meeting, stressed the incorporation of two Biden administration in initiatives in particular into the NAIAC's work, the USEU Trade and the Technology Council, and the Indo-Pacific Economic Dialogue, both with technology standards setting components. Raimondo 
wants to integrate the NAIC's policy suggestions into both initiatives to ensure any international technology standards. Holy crap, the mic is way over here. Can you hear me now? How's that? Oh my god. I have so many engineering issues. All right. So Raimondo wants to integrate NAIAC's policy suggestions into both initiatives to ensure any international technology standards establish a line with U.S. values, given increased Chinese influence in the space. Quote, I'm so worried about China overtaking tech standard setting bodies, Raimondo said. So we have to stand up with the Europeans and our like-minded allies. Okay, so we have me and Charlie. Charlie, can you hear me? This is the pilot of the uh, Biden or the That AI show. If you could just call in and let me know if you can hear me or just indicate in the chat. Can you hear me? Is the mic working? Okay. I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next story. So I had intended to probably get more people in here to talk about AI, but I think I'm going to have to talk about um, one of the other germane areas of artificial intelligence and online data collection. So abortion seems to be the electronic topic right now. I mean, like it's just an electrical fire because someone strategically leaked a possible decision from the Supreme Court, and then everybody went ape crazy and jumped to conclusions and said, it's going to go our way. And the pro-life cadre said, yeah, it's going to go our way. And then the other people said, it's not going to go our way. Because Samuel Alito had a draft opinion that got leaked. A draft. And if anybody knows what it's like to kind of work on anything, it's not ready for prime time. A draft is not a decision. I I would imagine that it's probably definitely not a a decision in the court system because other people have to vote on it in the courts. So that's really an irresponsible move on behalf of the person who did it. But I I don't have to be a lawyer to know that. That's it's just really super irresponsible. So it started this chain of chain reaction of events that are taking place that are just kind of shaking things uh, but this this hot button issue of, of abortion who can and can't do it and so people who want to just avoid that whole whole you know go to the hospital they want to do it underground you know they're just they just want to avoid everybody well they're going to go online they're going to buy they're going to buy abortive elements online. And so if you're in a state like Texas or Mississippi, that would probably happen. So Texas went ahead and outlawed um, online purchases of pills and things like that. And so did Mississippi. So this woman in Mississippi purchased an abortive drug online and had it mailed to her. And, of course, she produced uh, a stillbirth and then went to the hospital and as a result of her stillbirth she got caught she got caught at you know having a stillbirth and ordinarily you know somebody would say the child died automatically but they 
they did uh, they did a they wanted to see what killed the child so they saw that the child was auto like mer- like automatically or artificially killed uh, otherwise you would call that aborted you know I'm probably not very professional about saying what what it is <clears throat> but according to the Emmy examiner the child was was murdered so because it was 35 weeks into the pregnancy so it was categorized as an infanticide legally in the state of Mississippi and the woman was charged with she could go to jail for up to 40 years for aborting her kid um, at home and so that the only reason they kind of found out that she did this is because they looked, in, looked into her online history to see what she bought and I thought that that was really kind of crazy so um, you know it's, it's just a difficult issue all around uh, I think that people will still abort in fact I know they will because just just because it's illegal doesn't mean it won't happen uh, if people are intent on doing something like that you know if they're intent on getting drugs or going to see a prostitute or having a secret gay lifestyle they're going to go do it no one's going to stop them. Uh, and if they get caught, there will be social repercussions, but they're still going to go do it. Um, so if they... Let me put it this way. like There will be more women who jeopardize themselves by having secret, you know, abortive procedures rather than um, safe abortive procedures. And I guess something that doesn't really get covered is that <clears throat> pregnancy seems to be one of these things that that a lot of people are just crawling all over with AI. Um, one of the big stories that came out that Cash Hill covered years ago, that's kind of like casework in colleges now, is that Target uh, had an appy that was collecting information about people that was so on point that they could discover that they were pregnant before the family knew about it and send them coupons for pregnancy gear. So in some cases, if you order an online test or you know you go through any of these online appies, or applications to like you know check your blood or any of these you know IOT medical online things they're going to tell on you so if you wanted to do something secret you couldn't do it online you'd have to go old school you'd have to go see the witch in the swamp <laughs> you have to be completely analog old school uh, to, to get it done proper because you know the the internet is going to tell on you and so you'd have to learn how to do your evil in secret and you know I encourage you not to do evil but if you're going to do it and and not intentionally get caught I guess you know don't do it online because the online records everything it's like it 
just captures data and manufactures data. That's all it does. So <clears throat> I don't really have any additional commentary on this. There's, there's no real decision, and I certainly don't make decisions. You know, everybody I talk to has an opinion about abortion. I prefer not to have any opinion. You know, I'll say, well, I'm just not pregnant today. Ask me when I'm pregnant. And which will be never. <laughs> and so I'm going to move on to the next story. So there were three stories. Um, okay, so there's also the SEC. That meant to, I meant to put that up here. The SEC has delisted Tencent, which is fantastic. I'm so excited about that. Let me put that story up for you. <laughs> it delisted Tencent, Duo, and a few more Chinese tech firms. This didn't get out yesterday on, on Unsanctioned Citizen, but I gotta tell you, this is so great. It's just desserts because Tencent pulled, Tencent pulled from, uh, are you there? Can you hear me? God, I had two listeners like for ten seconds. So let me put this up. I'm gonna try to put this this uh, link up. You know what? I'm just gonna put it in the comment section. So here, there it is. Okay, so ten cent delisted. So it turned out is vnet ten cent jd dot com, and I think Puo Duo. So this got pulled under the Holding Foreign Companies Accountable Act passed by the Trump administration. So it was law passed by the Trump administration. Whatever you think of Trump, he's totally he's totally holding people accountable postmortem from his administration to they're trying to get the auditors to disclose how many of its shares are owned by the government. And they couldn't get that done. Because it's a communist nation, the presumption is that most of the shares are owned by the Chinese government, which would totally be a logical jump. And um, so among the companies added to the list are Chinese EVTOL, an aircraft developer, Ehang, uh, electric car company, NIO, an online leisure travel company, Tuniu Corporation, game live streaming platform Huya and a mobile internet company Kutek and then there's a data center firm probably uh, previously known as 21 Vianet the company understands the SEC made such identify and identification pursuant to the HFCAA there's so much alphabet soup it's so difficult to listen to but um, it, it's really just desserts to see that some of these groups and some of these companies were delisted because they really were going after other American companies and they also banned American IPs and put a lot of constraints and restrictions on people producing content in the United States. Like, so if you wanted to list with Tencent, for, in for instance, uh, Keanu Reeves, he was... Uh, banned for speaking on behalf of Tibet so they won't allow the new matrix or any prior matrices 
to be shown on any Tencent platforms. It's completely deplatformed in China. Um, so his old uh, stuff, uh, Johnny Mnemonic in particular, there's one particular scene at the beginning of that movie where he's moving through a crowd of, I think it's Hong Kong or or Chinese um, Chinese mob, you know, Chinese protesters. And they've got their faces covered with these N95 masks. And I'm like, oh my God, this is current. They were protesting um, a pandemic. And they had the N95 masks on and they were out in the streets trying to get um, the government to do something. So, and it was, the, the premise behind Johnny Mnemonic is that he was a brain barrier uh, storage guy. He was using his brain as storage. And so that that's an AI neural network where he would kind of like, he had some sort of data pack inside of his head. And it was over, it had too much data. But the data was actually, that he had inside of his head was actually the cure for the disease. And it was highly controversial because it was a corporation you know, restricting the cure because they would stop making money from, say, their vaccines and and other things. So that was really the plot. So what we've been dealing with in real time is some kind of related version of Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, whether or not there's a cure for COVID is is not so much the issue as, you know, who's suppressing supplements or treatments or accessibility to these treatments based on politics. I think that the the treatment for COVID was definitely politicized. And so people who did have treatments or wanted to promote those treatments independently, privately, as you know, the private medical market, they were suppressed online. And so those those treatments didn't get out. And so there's going to be some parity between the unsanctioned citizen and this program because AI has been kind of weaponized, if you will. And weaponized is kind of a, a tricky term. It's It's been utilized. It's been used uh, for strategic purposes to suppress information um, from a PR standpoint so that people will not be able to hear. So I hope I hope you're listening and this has been a pretty good show. I got Night with Nightmaster with us. <laughs> hey, do you want to come speak? Nightmaster? We can talk about any of these topics if you'd like. So I was hoping that more people would show up. More people kinda did show up, but they kinda left. So I like talking about AI and some of the things that happen with AI, but I think I'm, I'm kind of out of news for right now, so this is going to be enough for this particular show. I didn't overproduce it because I needed to just get something in the can so that we can get it going. Um, I'm glad to talk to anybody uh, so about AI or, or any related subjects. I'll definitely have more to talk about in the future. So thank you for tuning in. Um, I appreciate everybody who came by, and we'll talk soon.